Living in the rising sun, the land of bamboo, Tengu, and Gundam like Yo, can't believe I finally made it, my two recelebrated Golden week, hold it down with my cho Everybody, welcome to the Manga Sensei Podcast, where I, John Sensei, break down the world's best language in five minutes or less. Now there may be people that tell you, Japanese isn't the best language, it's Chinese. Tell them they're wrong. They are wrong, and if they don't think they're wrong, they're wrong. I will fight them. Well, I will fight them in the battle of the minds, because I am not particularly strong. But, with that, let's jump into today's grammar point. The past couple days we've been going over particles, and today is no different because particles really organize and set up how exactly Japanese works. Today we're going to talk about a particular particle that is going to be a big relief to a lot of you. We've created these sentences, and you've kind of figured out how do I make an direct object, or how is there something that I act upon? I've mentioned it on and off, and today we're actually going to talk about it. We're talking about the direct object marker, wo. Now, in Japanese, sometimes you'll see in Romanized format, a W-O, and just a normal O, and an O-H. These are a little bit different. Today I'm going to first break down the pronunciation, then I'm going to talk a little bit more in depth about what this direct object does. So when you're throwing a ball, you are acting upon the ball. You have the volition, the thing that is being acted upon is the wo. That wo sound, the W sound at the beginning, indicates the funny little thing that looks like a T and a C kind of had a baby. The O sound looks like, I don't know, looks like a little squiggly line. It's a little bit different. And that O sound is simply the hiragana O, and the wo sound indicates our direct object marker. Now, when I'm saying direct object, there are indirect objects, but we'll talk about those another day. Direct objects, though, are things that I, or the speaker, or the listener, is directly acting upon. Usually things like maps, tickets, pillows, bicycles, and doors. Usually how we traditionally think of objects. I ride the skateboard. I drive the car. I look out the window. I see fish. All of these are direct objects, whether it's the fish, the skateboard, or the window. So we're going to go a little bit into this this uh, particle with some example sentences and break it down. So first example sentence for using O, and then we're going to talk a little bit about how you cannot use O, okay? So if I say, Biru to osake o nomimasu. Biru, the long E sound, Biru to osake o nomimasu. Bitter and we have the toast or extensive list, exhaustive list. Oh, so we drink. Oh, nomi. Oh, nomimas. So we drink those things. I could also say, for example, Satoshi san ni presento o agemas. Agemashita. Satoshi ni, we learned about this yesterday, the directional particle, as in his direction, presento the present, wo, that's my object marker, and then that gets acted on by the verb, which is ageru, which is to give. So I give Satoshi a present, or I drink beer and sake. This is extremely useful because now we have something that we can directly act upon. However, there are some things that you have to be careful with, wo. O, for example, should be the only, there should be only one in the sentence. You should really try to keep it minimalized to one because then there's only one thing the verb acts upon. Anymore, it gets a little bit more complicated. 
So try to make sure you're only using one if you can. There are exceptions, but let's focus on the rule before we get to the exceptions. With that, though, I will sign off. I'll catch you tomorrow, and remember, me Nazan. Ten